May I have your attention, please? Welcome to the Life in Tech podcast with Jay and Saad, where every week they will be sharing their experiences, insights, and opinions about working in the technology industry. Simply the best. <laughs> Today's show is going to be all about remote working, the impacts that remote working has had across the globe, but also, and more specifically, the impacts that remote working is having on the tech industry and where we think remote working is going to go in the future. So, Saad, what do you think? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, how have you kind of been impacted by kind of remote working and the pandemic? Like, talk us through that. Sure. So, I've got quite a lot of experience around remote working. I've worked in remote situations prior to the lockdowns and pandemics, and I've also worked in remote working environments during the pandemic and it was actually for quite of a lengthy period so i think both of them were different experiences though whereas the first one there was no restriction it was a choice right whereas the second one was more i had to stay at home right i think with that restriction it caused a lot of mental strain and impact mentally mm. when trying to carry out my daily work. So I think the remote working situation, first thing, it cannot be compared prior pandemic, pre-pandemic and post, right? Yeah, I, I've got many views and opinions about remote working in both situations that we will definitely discuss throughout this episode. Amazing. Yeah, I think for me personally, remote working has been quite the experience there's been a kind of a lot of adjustments um, in terms of the way that we kind of manage teams. So I was very much used to kind of managing kind of teams on site and every day like being in the same place, kind of collaborating together, um, kind of physically. All of a sudden, as you mentioned, like being forced into a situation where you're now remote and you're having to kind of refactor everything. So your team ceremonies, your meetings how you collaborate, making sure that you collaborate in this in the same way or as close to the same way as possible while still maintaining productivity and efficiency. So these are things which I really kind of had to kind of overcome and kind of adapt to. And I think the only comforting thing in all of that is that everybody was going through the same thing at the same time. So it wasn't just something that, you know, I just joined a remote company all of a sudden and I'm having to, you know, kind of reevaluate how I do things, but we're all in the same boat together. And I think that's the reason why it was kind of important for us to come together collectively as a team and kind of make sure that we are kind of on this journey together, so to speak. Interesting. How do you feel now, though, about remote working? So we've gone through the whole lockdown and restrictions and stuff like that, and now things have opened up again, right? So how are you feeling about being remote now or not, or being in the office now, like, do you think that remote working is still an effective model? Is it something that um, companies should be adapting if they're not already doing it? Do you think that the companies that are doing it more than others or even full-time are operating as effective as those that are in the office full-time? Like, what is your ideal environment, if you will? I think my kind of ideal environment is hybrid. And the reason kind of for that is I don't believe remote working 
is the answer, is is the kind of one size fits all answer. And like there's a lot of data that is kind of emerging around an idea of remote working over the last kind of few years, like especially like in the in the US and tech companies um, kind of in the US as well. I was reading like a Forbes article kind of recently and they mentioned that there's kind of a job site called Ladders and they conducted a survey with like a few thousand kind of employees and they said that remote working is well 25% of all jobs will be remote um, in 2022 and that number is going to steadily increase um, kind of throughout 2023 as well so if you kind of look at it look at it that way you can already see the transition is happening towards remote working but what are the reasons for that so when I saw that statistic I was like let me dig a little bit deeper and kind of see if that applies specifically to tech or kind of all industries. And then I came across an evaluation that was released by Microsoft in February of this year, 2022. And they done a very comprehensive study with like loads of researchers kind of looking into this um, kind of as well. And one thing that I noticed um, kind of from that, it was that, um, well, one thing that they noticed, sorry, was that their employees, so they, they, they asked the questions to thousands of engineers, for example, and they saw that an equal number of engineers felt more productive and less productive whilst working remote. An equal number. Think about that for a second. Like, that's insane because all we've been hearing on LinkedIn and all these other kind of platforms is remote working is the answer and everyone is way more productive. Yeah. But when the surveys have actually been run, and Microsoft is a huge kind of tech company, the numbers were equal, right. which tells you that remote working isn't necessarily the answer. Right, right. And there's not a solution that fits everybody. And flexibility is what I believe is what people are striving for. And the thing is, it's like we're seeing on social media and, and all these posts is that it's one ex- extreme or the other. Like there's a whole group of people saying remote working's the answer is the the key for you know the best collaboration the best way to get the most productivity out of your employees x y and z right and then you have another group that will come and say well being in the office is more collaborating because everyone's amongst each other so the thing is i want to touch upon this this is point of collaboration right and we know that in the tech industry there's many companies that have multiple offices and employers all over the world, whether they're outsourcing, whether they have their own offices, but in another city or another country. What do you think is the best way to remain collaborative, but being remote? So the remote working is the largest of the two models in the organization. So there's more people remote. What do you think is the the best way to remain collaborative with that working model? That's a difficult question to answer because I think you all have to be on in you all have to possess the same mindset and attitude towards remote working, which requires, I believe, an increased level of trust between yourself and your colleagues and your management and team members, right? Which I think you generate and gain faster in an office environment because you have that physical on site time together, the ability to kind of build rapport at the side of the desk, um, by the water cooler, um, kind of in the canteens, all these kind of common areas, like you have the ability to kind of build these bonds. With remote working, you lose the, you lose those opportunities, those micro opportunities that 
we're used to in the office environment. So they're diminished um, kind of straight away. So in order to remain highly functional and collaborative, you need to build that trust back up again remotely. There's tools out there um, that everybody's using for a variety of reasons and in, in a variety of different ways. And I think they are kind of doing a good job, but there are still kind of blind spots. There's issues when it comes to how productive are people actually being kind of when they're working remotely. And like, there was a study actually kind of by, I think it's the American Psychology Institute or Association. They found that from 2020 till now, most employees who are working remote, 90% like more kind of stressed than they were in like 2019, right? When they ran the same studies. So when you actually look into that, like, well, what are the reasons? Right. So like, a few of the reasons that kind of I believe is that when people are saying they're more productive, are they putting in the same amount of hours or are they putting in more hours? If they're putting in more hours, then of course you're going to be more productive because you're putting in more hours, right? But yeah. then that also equates to you now becoming more stressed. Exactly, yeah. Right? And, and less happy or satisfied with work. And then you've got to also kind of dig into like what does produ productivity productivity mean, right? So for a lot of managers and kind of leadership and um, with, around the business, productivity means outcomes. So how many outcomes are being met? Yeah. But if you ask an individual or individual contributor, what productivity is, is output. So right, right, yeah. these are the amount of tasks that I accomplished today. Yeah, yeah. So in when you look into the data, you kind of see a skew in terms of the business doesn't necessarily feel as though their companies has become more productive um, via remote working, but employees or the company do believe that they're being more productive. Right. And there's various different reasons as mm -hmm. to why. And so I, I kind of find that quite interesting. And I, I think we need to kind of understand more so as to kind of why these things are happening and also what our definition of productivity is right. um, kind of across the board. But yeah. going like circling back to mm -hmm. kind of your original question, like how do we kind of maintain um, kind of high levels of collaboration? Right. It all goes back down to trust at the end of the day. Because mm -hmm. um, if you're working remotely, are you working remotely and you're working the same office hours? Right. Because let's face it, somebody could be starting at 10 a.m. and finishing at 8 p.m. Someone else could be starting at, at 7 a.m. and finishing at 2, right? So we need to kind of take all of these things into, into account. And are you able to maintain that kind of efficiency in terms of collaboration if you're working and operating in that way and giving too much flexibility in that, in that sense? Um, or do you still need to standardize certain things right, um, right. in terms and manage expectations when it comes to right. comes to the virtual kind of workplace? Yeah. So there's this there's this concept of um, all out in the open. This concept of all out in the open for employees, especially who are remote, right? And what that means is, is that everything that they need to operate eff effectively. So let's take the whole um, designer example. So if you're leading a design team, then there's this concept of all out in the open and all design files, 
all content, everything is available for everyone at all times, right? Whether that's using the cloud drives like Google Cloud or Dropbox or whatever, but there should never be a time where someone is unsure where to take or find a specific file that they need or a document and stuff like that. And this is, I read this in a book um, about remote working. It's, a, it's, a, it's an old book, actually. It's a New York Times bestseller. So it's called Remote um, Remote Office Not Required. It's by Jason Fried and Jason Hansen, right? And um, Jason Hansen is actually, uh, he is one of the guys behind the Ruby on Rails uh, web, okay. web framework. Yeah, yeah. So it's by an engineer. This is an old book. It's quite, it's quite dated. So, but they, the concepts they discuss in this book and the all out and the open is from this book is still applicable today. And these are the, the things that people constantly complain about when it comes to remote working. I can't find this file or um, my time is not being respected. So if I put in a, a meeting with someone, I schedule a meeting, they're not coming on time. Whereas in the office, they usually will come on time because we're physically both there, right? So this whole all out in the open thing, I think needs to be respected when it comes to working collaboratively, right? And collaboratively in a good way. Because yes, you're not physically there together, but you both need certain things to work effectively, whether that's respecting each other's time, having the files that you need always available to you, documents, Slack messaging, whatever, the various tools that are out there. And I think that these tools, if they're used effectively, would cancel out a lot of the problems that are assumed when it comes to remote working. So for example, we have um, the various posts that we've seen on LinkedIn, lazy gits, you know, those who are remote working or working from home are lazy gits, they don't work properly and all, the, all these things. So um, we know that's not the case working in tech, right? But it's those that do work in tech need to know how to do it properly right? Whether you're for remote or against it, or you're a hybrid like yourself, tech cannot be compared, working in tech cannot be compared to other industries working remotely. Because we use loads of much more applications, um, tools, and like digital stuff. Whereas the various messaging that I've seen from Alan Sugar and the other ones is he's probably used to having people all around him his whole career. Whereas my career, I started off having remote people straight away. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, the same. So it's kind of, I, it, it, I didn't have to get used to it. I just had to understand that that's just one of the working models that I'm going to be exposed to. Mm. And there's a possibility that I can also become a remote worker as well. So I don't think these messages and all these negativities that we're seeing can be applicable to um, our industry yeah. on, that, on that scale, right? Um, but yeah, that's my that's my outlook on collaborative, like uh, having a collaborative. But what's your 
what's your stance? Like, mm-hmm. what what do you believe in? Like, do you believe that kind of rem- remote work is a successful model mm-hmm. and something that can be sustained, or are you more of a hybrid person, mm-hmm. or are you an office person? Like, mm-hmm. where where do you stand on this issue? So, with myself, I'm I like to think that I'm very adaptive, so I kind of try my best to adapt to whatever situation that I'm put into. But if you're asking for my preference, then it depends. Mm. Now, why I say that is I know that I can be effective and productive in both situations, just as productive in both situations. But I'm a very social person. I feed off being in other people's presence and, you know, the whole coffee shop and uh, coffee machine meetings and, you know, meeting someone in the corridor and stuff like that. I think they these bring aspects to your day which remote working is very difficult to fill in. Mm. Like, yeah, okay, you can have a, a cup of coffee with someone on Zoom, but it's not the same, is it? Let's be honest, it's not the same. It's not. I've had these virtual coffees and I literally it's just every, weird. About every time and no one has a coffee. <laughs> just, no if you're, do, if you're doing it for the first time as well, it feels a bit weird. Like, yeah, yeah. hi, how you do it? You know, it's a, and you're just there with your mugs. Yeah, and, it's a bit off key. Yeah, so yeah. Um, my stance is I don't see remote working and ho- working from home the same thing. Mm. Whereas a lot of people, they do. do. Because if I'm going to be a remote worker, so let's just say I work for a company that is remote by design mm. and all their employees are remote. Mm. I'm going to set up a system and an environment in my workspace, in my home space or whether I rent some co-working space or whatever, that is going to mirror a working environment, mm. like a, a quote-unquote office um, environment. So I don't see those two as the same thing, mm. right? But going physically, waking up in the morning, getting ready, go, you know, leaving the, leaving the home, getting into the car, going to the office, there's something about that that creates mm. a, a um, like a, a go like a go getter type of thing. Like, oh, today I want to smash it. Like today it I want. Yeah, it's like preparation. It's like mm. that routine. So I think my stance is I don't like one over over the other. Mm. I like both, but it needs to be meant like the mindset around mm. remote needs to be um, adjusted a bit. I think definitely. You just like you reminded me of something that, um, mm. and you said that you've always been adaptive and yeah. you had exposure to remote working, and then that made me reflect back on kind of my career. Mm. And in actual fact, like when I was working for a consultancy, mm-hmm. we were remote working. Like when yeah. you think about it, like when you're at, when you're on a client site, yeah. you're not in your HQ. Yeah, you're not with the majority of your of your colleagues within your department. Exactly. Right? You're collaborating with colleagues from other departments, exactly. but you've be, all been moved into a specific location, mm-hmm. which is remote from your office, mm-hmm. to work on things. Right. Which actually has kind of sprung an idea to me is like. What if companies just invested in co-working spaces mm-hmm. globally? <laughs> think about think about that like for a second. Like, what if they just said, 
all over the world, we're going to invest in co-working spaces mm -hmm. as long as we believe we can find the talent there. Right. And then the colleagues in those locations have the option to work remotely from those co-working spaces or from home. Right. And I think that kind of opens up more kind of collaboration, more opportunities, that kind of thing as well. So mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe maybe that's the next uh, that's the next big thing, and um, I've just kind of put it out there for someone to do. So um, mm -hmm. companies out there, if you're listening, just uh, <laughs> give me my royalties. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, there's there's this feeling around remote working mm. that I don't, no one talks about, but it's just a feeling that I get. And it's the feeling of trust. Mm. This feeling of, are my team members working? Like I'm working, like, are they just like putting their feet up? Like there's this feeling, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And do you, you don't trust what you can't see. Yeah, exactly. So do you feel like a lot of companies that are not remote or are quite apprehensive mm. about allowing um, employees to be remote do you feel like because of the, is it a trust thing or is it a thing where they don't understand if the model works or what do you think is the thing that holds back a lot of companies from allowing that flexibility because there's a lot of companies out there that are effective and are some of the, the leading companies in tech mm -hmm. for example if you look at the model um, Shopify follows mm -hmm. Oh, you look at the model that Atlassian follows, yeah. uh, who also own Trello. InVision, Figma. Right. These are these are tools we use on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. right? Across across teams, engineering, design, whatever. But what uh, are those companies though? They're tech companies. Yeah. And and they're remote by design. Yeah. So because they have that understanding, because most mm. of the time the, the the founders, this the the people that started those products they were ex-engineers they were ex-designers they were ex-product people exactly whatever but what is that thing or that feeling that holds companies back from oh. from from allowing that flexibility is it a trust thing is it a thing where it's just i just want to make sure i want to have all eyes on my employees at all times or what is that? What is that feeling? Trust and risk, man. Like think, think about, think about it this way. For years, decades, centuries, if you take it all the way back to like factories, the industrial age, you got the you got the factory floors, you got the supervisors, the managers in their office, like above the factory floors, they can see everything that's going on, um, kind of on the production run. You know who's where, what they're doing, how productive people are being what the output is each day. Are you hitting your outcomes every month, every quarter, every year? So that model has flowed into the offices over decades and has been the go-to model ever since. Mm -hmm. Now something new has come along. This is now a huge change, like not just to the tech industry, but across many industries. Companies just can't be expected to just pivot like, over. Right, because right. they have become extremely successful operating in this in this way, right? So they need to take measured risks. So they might test remote working for a period of time. They might 
tried it and say, okay, is this working for us? Are we still hitting our top outcomes? Is our bottom line moving in a positive direction? If they have the confidence in this and they can see this, then I don't see why companies wouldn't just adopt the remote or hybrid model. But if they're not seeing this, then they're going to be more resistant because they'll be like, but we were performing way better before. So why am I now going to switch over because Facebook and everybody else are doing it? Who, by the way, a lot of these companies are now reverting back to a hybrid or back to to Mm -hmm. the office model. Yeah. So ultimately, like for me, when I look at this, I think it's down to the company, the nature of their business, mm-hmm. and the appetite to risk. Because right, right. anyone that says it's not a risk to switch this model, um, I think is lying. Uh, <laughs> and they're just way too optimistic. Mm-hmm. Like you need to really take it within the context of the business that you're working in, the business that mm-hmm. you're running, mm-hmm. and see if that model works for you. Mm-hmm. Within tech, we know that we can work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. We just need a portable machine mm-hmm. and access to great Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And we can pretty much work anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With some exceptions like pools and beaches, which <laughs> which I see often. Like when I've been when I've been on kind of staycations over here and stuff. Um I've been by the pool and just seen like people flipping out their laptops and, and working and stuff. I'm like, how are you doing that? As yeah, a designer, that's... all that glare on your screen and yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm not really believing in that kind of remote working. But anyway, they don't care about pixel perfection, right? Exactly. Exactly. Or perfect code yeah. or, or anything perfect at that matter. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think ultimately when it comes to remote working and offering it from a business perspective, like if you believe that you're going to get the productivity mm-hmm. or better productivity, then it's a no brainer. Yeah. But like I mentioned earlier, a lot of these stats that we're seeing are skewed because people are putting in more hours as well. Yeah, yeah. And also, if people are mixing this whole remote working with working from home, there's a lot of demands that come with being at home and that you're going to have to balance with the demands of your colleagues in the office. Right. Right? Yeah. And you have to, if you're working from home, you have to balance both of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you might be getting deliveries, you might have children, you, mm-hmm. you might have a spouse that requires help with something. Yeah. You might have um, kind of other family members or housemates um, kind of demanding time or attention or whatever. So, and not, and let's face it, not everybody is going to be respectful of your boundaries and the fact that, hey, this is my remote working environment <laughs> um, in my box room, like in the house. Like, your kid doesn't care about it reminds, that. It reminds me of the... They just know that daddy's, daddy's yeah. home and like, why is he not playing with me? <laughs> so these are the kind of things that we need to balance kind of going forward, right? And these are the things that we don't necessarily take into mm-hmm. account. Yeah. So I don't think there's a direct answer right now because we're still figuring things out. But right. ultimately, it just comes down to the appetite to risk, I would say, and mm-hmm. whether or not you're open to kind of testing a few things out and finding yeah. your way that works for your business and for your employees. There's a, there's a, you, you reminded me of something about the people are not going to respect your, you know, your working uh, environment. Remember that, the, um, that BBC reporter. And his his kid just come in the background was 
Oh yeah, that's the classic. Like, I just stumbled. And he in. comes in and he gets dragged out. <laughs> so that's that that's a perfect example of um, yeah, children not respecting the the, the work environment. So I just want to um, touch upon the the pros, the pros of remote working because the pros that I've seen online or by, you know, social media and, and people's opinions are very self-centered about around them, like what they have experienced as a, as a pro out of working remote. And the cons or the criticism around remote from those also from social media and online is what they perceive to be a con or something that's negative about remote working. Because to be honest, an opinion is an opinion and that's fine. But most of these opinions, if not majority of them, are not backed by data, Mm -hmm. right? Like for example, when Alan Sugar said what he said, right? Nothing there indicated that he had any substantial evidence or data around why remote working doesn't work and people are lazy gits and they need to, they're not real workers and they need to go into the office or whatever have you. So what are the, what are the real pros of remote working? What are those pros that are not individually based that are actually wide across companies and teams? And why are they pros? What what is it that makes them a pro over being in the office? What do you think? Because I'm pretty sure that you've got you've got some strong <laughs> opinions on this yourself. Man. So I think a pro of remote working is that um, you're you're truly allowing, firstly, people to construct their own routines. Now, whether they have to respect time, like specific times, that's fine. That's, that's, that's expected. So if a company's operating from nine till six, nine till six needs to be, you know, um, respected, I think, because that's when you're going to find the most people available. If you need to schedule a meeting with someone from another team, or you need to, um, there's some people that are offshore that also, respecting that time zone, you, you're going to find them at that time. Mm. So I think the first um, pro is that it allows people to construct their own routine. And why this is important is because we're all different and we all have different life circumstances, right? Like, uh, for example, a single parent that takes their children to nursery in the morning and then rushes to work and is constantly in that stress mode of rushing from the nursery to the office and in the commute and traffic and whatever have you. So I think um, giving people that flexibility to, or that allowing them to construct their own routine is going to equal to what? Happiness or content 
Right. Satisfaction, yeah. Satisfaction is probably the right word, mm. right? Um, that's that's the first one. The second one is that um, for me, where I've worked in a major city and just traveling from one side to the city to the other and taking up so much of my day, mm-hmm. three hours a day, just not even leaving the city, just from one side to the other. Mm-hmm because of the traffic and the the congestion and all of those things, time is, um, for me, is more valuable than money. Money you can get back. Time you can never... Mm, That's interesting. You can never get back, right? And I think um, if I can maximize my time every day, then that is definitely a pro for me. Right, because I remember those um, those days where I'll be on the the train, the overground in in London, and I'll just like pull out my laptop and do a bit of work there because I knew the the commute was going to be quite long. Mm. You know, I could, I yeah, I agree. I can be productive on those commutes, but that's not always the case. Mm. Sometimes you're standing because there's no seats. Sometimes. Um, you don't want to use that time to to be doing work, office work. Mm. Maybe you want to do something with, which is personal to you. Maybe you want to listen to an audio book or read a book or something, right? Especially because it's four office hours as well. Exactly. So I think giving back my time or maximizing my time as much as I can is a massive thing for me. It's a massive pro for me. And if I can um, minimize any commute, Mm. that's more time for me to give back to myself, my family, my son. You know, just 15 minutes, half an hour, playtime extra. My son is 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 a huge thing, right? So I think that's the second thing. The first... The third thing is that um, a pro of remote working, especially in the tech industry, is that, and this goes not just for the individual, this can go for the business themselves, is that talent is not restricted to a demographic. Mm, or, or a locality. Right? Mm. So you can find people from all over the world who um, can their output can be just as or if not better than people in your locality. So I think that flexibility um, for people who might be living in a country where there isn't a lot of tech companies Mm. and they're really skilled and they just don't know how to find a job Mm -hmm. and they don't know where to find work. And there's companies that may be on the other side of the world that doesn't care about where you're from or where you're located, as long as you can respect their um, their time, mm. their, their hours of work, their working hours, mm-hmm. right? So that benefits both parties, mm. right? So that's a huge thing. And that is not a, that, that cannot be fulfilled by a traditional, you know, uh, strict office, Mm. Uh, appearance way of working 
it cannot be fulfilled. And I think uh, now we have all these social medias and all these communities online, like especially in engineering, we have like free code camp and um, those type of communities where they, they're training engineers and then helping them get jobs. And then they're pushing them to um, create online profiles and to brand themselves and market themselves online. It's because they know that there's companies out there that might be on the other side of the world that will hire them. Right, so um, that's huge. That's a huge game breaker, actually, yeah. for um, for just finding work in general. And I think there's no other industry that's doing it better mm. than that in terms of um, that flexibility. Tech is definitely leading the way, and like you touched on a few things that um, kind of sprung a few things to mind, um, kind of for me. So, have you heard of the Great Resignation? I have, but I want you to tell us about it. So between, or last year, between, I believe, kind of April and September, in the States specifically, um, there's roughly like 24 million resignations took place during that period. And in November, there was 4.5 million resignations. And a lot of these resignations are happening um, amongst millennials and also amongst those who are working in tech positions, earning huge like, salaries, um, kind of in Silicon Valley and kind of elsewhere uh, as well. And the big reason for this is a couple of things that you actually touched on. So one, time. You said something very specific. Mm. Time is more valuable to you than mm. money. Mm. And a lot of people that have been surveyed who have quit their jobs have said that they're willing to take a pay cut mm. in order to find a rem remote role so mm. they can actually have more time for the mm. reasons that you I've mentioned. Done it. I've done that myself. Exactly. So things are changing. Yeah. And a lot of employees... Mm especially in tech mm -hmm. that I'm noticing um, kind of in Europe and, and in the States, right. uh, sp more specifically, they are holding their employers to account. Right. And if they're not, off if they're not offering certain things mm -hmm. such as flexibility, um, mm -hmm. so not specifically 100% remote, but flexibility right. um, in order to kind of have that, work-life balance mm -hmm. and in order to be able to kind of manage um, kind of their time and themselves mm -hmm. then they're off to somewhere else yeah, yeah and they're off to the to the place that's going to kind of give them and fulfill them in that way right and this is a very interesting trend um, which i think is starting to kind of bleed out um kind of across the world but also um span across different industries and yeah. as well which mm -hmm. is extremely interesting to see play out mm-hmm but it also leads to another question. Mm -hmm. So that you've taken kind of a pay cut to kind of be remote before you, you mentioned. And as I, as I also said, like from the research, there's a lot of people out there mm -hmm. who would do the same. What's your stance on remote workers all being paid the same? So for instance, mm -hmm. Airbnb have recently um, kind of announced that their, their teams can work remotely mm -hmm. for 90 day periods mm -hmm. rolling throughout mm -hmm. the year. So they can like be in New York, they can be in Dubai, they could be in London, wherever it might be, 90 mm -hmm. days at a time kind of mm -hmm. throughout the course of the year. 
Mm-hmm. But no matter where you're working or where you're residing, you're all going to be paid the same and right. living costs aren't necessarily being taken into account. Right. Do you feel, because traditionally, especially in the UK, like when you kind of think about it, there's always been this like London waiting thing. So if you live in London, you're going to get paid a bit more than if you lived outside of London. Because of the cost of the... Because of the cost of living. So do you think that this blanket, Mm -hmm. wherever you live, Mm -hmm. if you're doing the same job, Mm -hmm. you get paid the same? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's fair and sustainable? Mm, Yes. And there's a reason for that. Because it is not the responsibility of the employer. If they give you that flexibility, they say, okay, Jay, look, we as an employer, we give our employees the flexibility of working remote or they can work in our office if they have that flexibility. We're not talking about those that are remote by design. Remote by design is a different answer. It's now not the responsibility of the employer to adjust their salaries on the decision of the employee. So if the employee decides that they want to work out of San Francisco, and we know San Francisco is one of the most expensive cities in the world, and their HQ is in London, and they're meeting market rate for their engineers, why should that San Francisco engineer now get paid more just because they live in that locality. Mm-hmm. Do you get my point? Mm-hmm. If, however, they're remote by design, mm-hmm. meaning the entire company is remote, then I th- feel like they should have different hubs, meaning because some people might have situations where they have a visa situation, mm-hmm. where they're living they need to have a visa and they need to sponsor family and stuff like that. And I know there's some companies that will actually pay 50% of that, no matter where you are. So paying everybody the same though, I think shouldn't be judged on where you are. It's about your skill set, what you're providing, the value you're providing to the company. It shouldn't be based on where you are. But if you are living in London and and the HQ is in London, then then Obviously, they're going to meet a salary, the market rate, which accommodates the living cost of London. But if you decide now, okay, because we know Manchester, living cost of Manchester's, I don't know about now, but I, I know before it was a bit cheaper. Still is a little bit. Right. If you decide, okay, I want to go and live up in Manchester and my employer is fine with that. The question is, do they have the right now to lower your salary because you're living in Manchester? I think no, because the... Remote working, it shouldn't be judged on where you are. It should be judged on what you do, your value, your skill set. What are you providing the company, right? Okay, you're living in a a cheaper demographic, so we're just going to cut your salary by 50% because we know your rent there is cheap. That's not right. That isn't right. If for whatever reason that person finds out that their team members are being paid X, Y, and Z, I should never talk about salaries in the workplace because it causes conflict. What is that going to do to their morale? What is that going to do to their, how they feel about mm-hmm. you as an employer or how they feel about their peers? It's not going to be a nice feeling, is it? So I think this is where a lot of companies are going wrong, is that if you are giving your employ- employees that flexibility, then give them the true flexibility based on their value and their exactly. skill set, not where they want to go and live in the world. And it comes down to choice, right? So as a company, if you've set out that all of our engineers are going to be paid X, all our designers are going to be paid Y, 
and is market rate or even better than market rate and you're offering flexibility or remote working now the employee has the choice to live where they want traditionally it's always been i need to live where i work and i'm going to work wherever i can make the most money so if you kind of take that into account it's actually a better situation if you can be paid market rate and you have the option of remote working or flexibility because then you can choose to live and raise your family in the place that you most desire and really feel comfortable in which in effect will actually create better outputs and outcomes for you as an individual contributor but also more long-term for the business as well so i think it's a win-win kind of situation if you are able to do that i just want to kind of ask you one last question sure with the advance of technology, like we've got the metaverse now, like everything's going into AR, VR, AI, AI. Like, do you all the A's? Like, do you, do you feel <laughs> as though going back to your previous question, uh-huh. this will help employers to make that transition into remote, or do you think it's going to be a hindrance? Are you asking me as a tech person, as an engineer, or you're asking me just as a human, like a I'm guessing you're asking. I'm asking you as sod. That's me. Okay. You're both. You're human (laughs) and an engineer. You're a human engineer. I think um, no matter how advanced technology becomes, there's still human beings behind that technology, right? There's still humans that are building, maintaining those technologies. I think if you're going to use these technologies to adapt or advance your ways of working, you need to first understand those technologies and what they actually have been built to do. The metaverse, I don't know how I feel about that yet. Mm. I actually do not have a feeling or an opinion about that because I don't know much about it. I haven't looked into it too much. I'm deliberately avoiding reading stuff about it because some advanced technologies just create anxiety for me, to be honest. But I think companies, one way or another, are going to have to adapt whether that's fully fledged 100 percent, 50 percent. i don't know what the number is but they're going to have to adapt because people are now realizing and whether that was due to the pandemic or not that hold on a minute i can still perform if not better in the comfort of my own home or in the comfort of my own co-working space or whatever have you otherwise i think companies are just going to struggle to find true talent I think the technology is irrelevant. I think the mindset, just understanding human beings and asking people, what is it that makes, like if I was interviewing you and I'll say, Jay, what environment are you most productive in? Or I will gauge things about you and your personal life, not too personal, but like that centers your work life. How far do you live from the office? Or where, where do you, work best have you ever worked in a company that does four days a week do you like that working model because don't you think it's funny that every time you get promoted it's always a salary increase wouldn't it be fun if it was like you're being promoted and we're going to knock off one day of your work week that's interesting you see what i'm saying yeah yeah. why is it always centered about around money and it's not centered around time time is valuable it's the most valuable thing that a human being has because with time creates value Value is what creates money. So is the technology is irrelevant. Technologies are just things, tools that you use 
to become effective or to carry something out effectively. But behind all of those technologies is a human being, is a human brain. And I think conversations with human beings need to be done, not expectations with technologies. And if you really care about your employees and you care about creating an environment where your employees are going to perform their best and they're not put under so much pressure, then get to know them and deal with them individually. Deal with them individually, but also have your restrictions. And, and that's fine and it's, it's expected. But that transparency with your employees is more valuable than any piece of technology. And it's, technology is not going to solve our problems. It's human interaction that is going to solve our problems. 100% agree. And what a way to end the show. That is a key moment and a key takeaway that I think all of our listeners should take with them and ponder on, especially employers. Take the time to understand your employees, your teams that you collaborate with and understand what their needs are, what is important for them in order to remain as highly productive as they possibly can. And what you as an employer, as a company can do to help your teams to achieve the very best. This has been a very interesting kind of discussion, uh, one of many, I'm sure. Uh, we're looking forward to kind of putting more episodes out there. Please, please follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, if you want to be the first to listen to the next episodes, which will be happening weekly. And we are looking for guests to mm -hmm. come onto the show mm -hmm. um, as well. So if you are listening and you have a view on remote working or on tech in general, mm -hmm. feel free to reach out to us directly also on LinkedIn. Um, so feel free to kind of just um, kind of add us and reach out. More than happy to kind of have you on here. And let's continue the discussion. Until next time, this has been the Life in Tech podcast with Jay and Sart. Thank you, everyone. Until next time.